Part eight of Karl Marx An Essay by Harold J. Lasky. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. By the same author, the Fabian Society and Fabian Publications. By the same author, The Problem of Sovereignty, Authority in the Modern State, Selected Letters of Edmund Burke, edited with an introduction. The above are published by the Oxford University Press. Political Thought in England from Locke to Bentham, Williams and Norgate. The Foundations of Sovereignty and Other Essays, Allen and Unwin. The Fabian Society, 25 Tothill Street, Westminster, London, SW1. Those willing to join the Labour Party or desirous of obtaining information about its programme and principles, are invited to communicate with the secretary of the Fabian Society. The Fabian Society has been, from the outset, a constituent body of the Labour Party, and membership of the Society carries with it full membership of the Labour Party, eligibility for nomination to all conferences and offices, and qualification for Labour Party candidatures for Parliament and local authorities without obligation to belong to any other organisation. The Society welcomes as members any persons, men or women, wherever resident, who subscribe to its basis, set forth below, and who will cooperate in its work according to their opportunities. Basis of the Fabian Society, to be signed by all members. Adopted May 23, 1919. The Fabian Society consists of socialists. It therefore aims at the reorganisation of society by the emancipation of land and industrial capital from individual ownership and the vesting of them in the community for the general benefit. In this way only can the natural and acquired advantages of the country be equitably shared by the whole people. The society accordingly works for the extinction of private property in land with equitable consideration of established expectations and due provision as to the tenure of the home and the homestead. For the transfer to the community, by constitutional methods, of all such industries as can be conducted socially, and for the establishment as the governing consideration in the regulation of production, distribution and service, of the common good instead of private profit. The society is a constituent of the Labour Party and of the International Socialist Congress, but it takes part freely in all constitutional movements, social, economic and political, which can be guided towards its own objects. Its direct business is a. the propaganda of socialism in its application to current problems b. investigation and discovery in social, industrial, political and economic relations c the working out of socialist principles in legislation and administrative reconstruction d the publication of the results of its investigations and their practical lessons the society believing in equal citizenship of men and women in the fullest sense is open to persons irrespective of sex race or creed who commit themselves to its aims and purposes as stated above and undertake to promote its work the society includes 1. Members who must sign the basis and be elected by the committee. Their subscriptions are not fixed. Each is expected to subscribe annually according to his means. They control the society through the executive committee, elected annually by ballot through a postal vote, 
and at its annual and other business meetings. 2. Associates, who sign a form expressing only general sympathy with the objects of the society, and pay not less than ten shillings a year. They can attend all except the exclusively members' meetings, but have no control over the society and its policy. 3. Subscribers, who must pay at least five shillings a year, and who can attend the society's ordinary lectures. The monthly paper, Fabian News, and the tracts from time to time published in the well-known Fabian series, are posted to all these classes. There are convenient common rooms where light refreshments can be obtained, with an extensive library for the free use of members only. Among the society's activities, in which it places its services unreservedly at the disposal of the Labour Party and the local Labour Parties all over the country, the trade unions and trades councils, and all other Labour and Socialist organisations, may be mentioned. 1. Free lectures by its members and officers. 2. The well-known Fabian book boxes, each containing about three dozen of the best books on economics, politics and social problems, which can be obtained by any organisation of men or women for 15 shillings per annum, covering an exchange of books every three months. 3. Answers to questions from members of local authorities and others on legal, technical or political matters of local government, etc. 4. Special subscription courses of lectures on new developments in thought. 5. Economic and social investigation and research and publication of the results. Lists of publications, annual report, form of application as member or associate, and any other information can be obtained on application, personally or by letter, to the secretary at the above address. Fabian Publications Fabian Essays, 1920 edition, two shillings and sixpence, postage, threepence. What to read on social and economic subjects, two shillings net, postage, threepence. Towards Social Democracy, by Sidney Webb, one shilling net, postage, tuppence. From Patronage to Proficiency in the Public Service, by W. A. Robson, one shilling net, postage, tuppence. This Misery of Boots, by H. G. Wells, sixpence, post free, sevenpence. Fabian Tracts and Leaflets. Tracts each, 16 to 52 pages, price, a penny or ninepence per dozen, unless otherwise stated. Leaflets, four pages each, price, a penny for three copies, two shillings per hundred, or twenty shillings per thousand. The set of seventy-four, seven shillings and sixpence, post free, eight shillings and sixpence. Bound in Buckram, twelve shillings and sixpence, post free, thirteen shillings and sixpence. 1. General Socialism in its Various Aspects Tracts 192. Guild Socialism by G. D. Cole, M. A. 180. The Philosophy of Socialism by A. Clutton Brock 169. The Socialist Movement in Germany by W. Stephen Sanders, Tuppence 159. The Necessary Basis of Society by Sidney Webb 151. The Point of Honour by Ruth C. Bentinck. 147. Capital and Compensation by E. R. Pease. 146. Socialism and Superior Brains by Bernard Shaw. Tuppence. 142. Rent and Value. 
138. Municipal Trading 121. Public Service versus Private Expenditure by Sir Oliver Lodge, Tuppence 107. Socialism for Millionaires by Bernard Shaw 139. Socialism and the Churches by Reverend John Clifford, D.D. 133. Socialism and Christianity by Reverend Percy Diemer, Tuppence 78. Socialism and the Teaching of Christ by Dr. J. Clifford 42. Christian Socialism by Reverend S. D. Headlam 79. A Word of Remembrance and Caution to the Rich by John Woolman 72. The Moral Aspects of Socialism by Sidney Ball, Tuppence 69. Difficulties of Individualism by Sidney Webb 51. Socialism, True and False by Sidney Webb 45. The Impossibilities of Anarchism by G. B. Shaw, Tuppence 7. Capital and Land 5. Facts for Socialists, Threepence Leaflets 13. What Socialism is 1. Why are the many poor? 2. Applications of Socialism to Particular Problems Tracts 196. The Root of Labour Unrest by Sidney Webb, Tuppence 195. The Scandal of the Poor Law by C. M. Lloyd, Tuppence 194. Taxes, Rates and Local Income Tax by Robert Jones, D.C., Tuppence 188. National Finance and a Levy on Capital by Sidney Webb, Tuppence 187. The Teacher in Politics by Sidney Webb, Tuppence 186. Central Africa and the League of Nations by R.C. Hawkin, Tuppence 183. The Reform of the House of Lords by Sidney Webb 181. When Peace Comes, The Way of Industrial Reconstruction by Sidney Webb, Tuppence 178. The War, Women and Unemployment, Tuppence 177. Socialism and the Arts of Use by A. Clutton Brock 175. The Economic Foundations of the Women's Movement, Tuppence 173. Public versus Private Electricity Supply 170. Profit Sharing and Co-Partnership, A Fraud and Failure 164. Gold and State Banking 162. Family Life on a Pound a Week by Mrs. Reeves, Tuppence 161. Afforestation and Unemployment 155. The Case Against the Referendum 154. The Case for School Clinics 152. Our Taxes as They Are and As They Ought to Be Tuppence 145. The Case for School Nurseries 140. Child Labour Under Capitalism 136. The Village and the Landlord by Edward Carpenter 144. Machinery, Its Masters and Servants 122. Municipal Milk and Public Health 125. Municipalization by Provinces 124. State Control of Trusts Leaflet 104. How Trade Unions Benefit Workmen 3. Local Government Powers – How to Use Them Tracts 189. 
metropolitan borough councils their constitution powers and duties by c r attley m a tuppence one hundred and ninety one borough councils their constitution powers and duties by c r attley m a tuppence one hundred and ninety three housing by c m lloyd m a threepence one hundred and eighty nine urban district councils by c m lloyd m a tuppence sixty two parish and district councils revised nineteen nineteen tuppence one hundred and thirty seven parish councils and village life leaflets one hundred and thirty four small holdings sixty eight the tenants sanitary catechism seventy one ditto for london four general politics and fabian policy tracts one hundred and fifty eight the case against the cos by mrs townsend forty one the fabian society its early history by bernard shaw five bibliographical series in portrait covers tuppence and threepence one hundred and eighty two robert owen idealist by c e m jode one hundred and seventy nine john ruskin and social ethics by professor edith morley one hundred and sixty five francis place by st john g irvin threepence one hundred and sixty six robert owen social reformer by miss b l hutchins one hundred and sixty seven william morris and the communist ideal by mrs townsend threepence one hundred and sixty eight john stuart mill by julius west threepence one hundred and seventy four charles kingsley and the christian socialism by c e vuliemi End of Karl Marx an essay by Harold J. Lasky. Read by Phil Benson in Sydney, Australia.